and welcome to the Badger Politic. I'm Scott Stearns. Season's greetings. This is Paul Sickle. Hey. Merry Christmas, Paul. Yes. You can say Merry Christmas, Christmas again. Oh, yeah, Donald yeah, Trump so declared. Christmas is, is... You know, all those years we couldn't say Merry Christmas, and... Yes, you know. um, did you see that, that tape uh, that, uh, was it Chris Hayes did of all the yeah, all times that. Obama said Merry Christmas? Yeah, I love how perception like becomes reality. times, yeah. public, very public events, but okay, all right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> On TV, you name it. Okay, so, um, so yeah, we've got... A few things going on. One is uh, mostly the- national uh, national politic news, but uh, the last time we we spoke uh, was about a week ago, and the uh, the tax bill was still under consideration by the uh, by the U.S. Senate. It was actually on its way to the floor, mm-hmm. and since that time, uh, last Friday, it passed in the wee hours of the morning. It passed by you know fifty one forty nine. We uh, unfortunately, uh, Susan Collins. Got uh, got some assurances, I guess, that they were going to pass the the healthcare fixes, and so that was enough for her to Collins come around. Caved, you said and Collins and and Flake Re- flaked, as we said, Flake flaked. Uh, Jeff Flake, Arizona, who's retiring. Right. Lisa Murkowski got some uh, Anwar stuff in there around drilling in the refuge and up in Alaska. So that right. that that got her on board. What was it that got her on board exactly? She wanted more drilling. Well, it, it's the Anwar is is there. There has right. not been drilling. Right. When Clinton was president and when uh, right. Obama was president, they you know they they protected it. I'm and surprised it, they hadn't already freed that up. Yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't happen. It was it, they wanted to do it even when Bush was president, but it it, uh, it didn't happen. Okay. So she. Oh, that's nice. So, so we get we get a little bit more. Uh, so, so they want to open that oil door. development in uh, the Arctic National Wildlife Ref- Refuge. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's not going to do anything for oil prices. It's not. It's it's a gift to the oil companies and a gift to uh, Alaska. Um, relative, yeah. Well, that, I mean, people in Alaska get uh, they get dividends. Right. Off of the drilling that happens there, so that's why it has such large support. So, so the tax bill we thought, yeah, was going to be close. Corker was the only. He was the only Republican abstention is not the right word. No, no. I mean he because he voted. He voted no. So Bob Corker, Tennessee, right, uh, voted no, and he's uh, he's another one who's been outspoken about his opinions about Trump, and he and he's retiring. He's he's done after uh, after. Uh, 2018. And what's wrong with the tax bill in your well, his opinion? his well, Bob Corker's position was that it, it's adding a trillion dollars to the to the to the debt, right? So which it, I, I, that's true. Yeah, the myth or the belief or the faith based uh, economic view of of the supporters of this thing is that right. it will pay for itself based on no analysis whatsoever or any historic precedent. No, which which I suppose is what analysis we all, is based on. We all remember how you know. In the 80s, they blew it up when they cut the taxes. The yep. debt blew up. And, um, George W. They, Bush's tax, George tax cuts in the, because right. he had multiple in the 2000s. And when Clinton increased taxes and even Obama increased taxes, finally, um, the debt they, went they, down. They balanced and the budget. So, right. The, the deficit, the annual deficit went down in both cases under Clinton and actually the debt went down, mm-hmm. which means it balanced. They were starting to pay it down. Remember, remember we were arguing about the surplus, uh, when the, the Bush Gore election? Right. And it was a, it was a whole thing about, oh, well, what are we going to do with this money? And there was the lockbox stuff with Medicare and Social Security and then. Which would have been really nice to have right yeah, now. Yeah, had Al Gore had his lockbox, so we'd be in better shape today. What it's looking like now is they're going to 
if they can get this thing through the full Congress to Trump's desk, then come 2018, then the next thing can be about, well, we don't have the money to pay for Right. Entitlements anymore, so we got to do some serious entitlement reform. With so that's you. really what Paul Ryan is right. just salivating over that, right? And so yeah. that means that means entitlements are not something that it's like like some lazy people just say, "Oh, I'm entitled." No, there's the things we all pay into. Yes. To fund, however, you need uh, adequate tax collections to continue funding them. You need revenue, and um, right, they are things like Medicare. Um, and Social Security and Medicaid. Those are the big ones. Um, and Medicaid, which is often considered as like a poor people's insurance, is actually, unfortunately, because the insurance policies of our country still aren't progressive enough, right? They cover a lot of um, what, because we don't have anything like single payer, frankly. Yeah. Um, they cover a lot of expenses. Long-term care, right. nursing home care, that kind For of stuff. Most peop- that most people incur. They wind up being the insurer of last resort, but almost, but most people wind up incurring the, these expenses. Yeah. Long-term care being primary among them. I, I'm not sure most people, I think most people do, because, um, you know, I mean, I know in a family with special needs, Children, like mm-hmm. my own, we have, we have Medicaid helps pay for some of uh, of the higher expenses, especially like ongoing things like therapies. Oh, sure. And they're prohibitive for almost anybody yeah. to not have that. Well, and like uh, by the same token, Social Security people, the costs uh, are prohibitive. People, people, you know, will consider Social Security by and large a a retirement program, right? And uh, it's they forget that. Disability insurance is largely paid for out of Social Security. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you're if, right. if you're a child and you're disabled, you're you're getting disability payments from Social Security. Right. If you're a child and your breadwinners are disabled, yeah. you get SSI. If yep. your breadwinner dies, your parents die. Absolutely. Things like that. So these are all things that these are, these are, these are yeah, risk. They're, they're going to be under the gun if all of a sudden it's like, oh, we don't have the revenues that we anticipated because we cut. Taxes for right. for corporations and and the, and the top one percent. They're basic safety net programs that exist because all modern societies know they have to exist in order to have a civilized society. Of course, and actually, even to keep um, income at the lower levels, which keeps the economy running. It's really important to have that. And we don't have an extremely generous safety net in the United States. We tend to have one of the leaner ones, mm-hmm. as it is. And the chances are it's going to get a lot leaner, thanks to the, these. No, nah, it's all going to trickle down. It's right, fine. There you go. And meanwhile, uh, taxes are actually going to increase on a very high number of middle class families. Yes. Yep, um, absolutely. We're talking about the state and local income tax deduction, which, which by the way, one thing the states could do is plug holes in the safety net left by the federal government. Mm-hmm. But they, in order to do so, they have to levy taxes. Yeah, those taxes were and uh, tax deductible still are under current law. When this tax bill passes, most likely, unless they pull that out of conference, those won't be deductible. Which will mean that states that decide to plug the the hole. Will be hitting uh, their their taxpayers with a double whammy. Yeah, pretty um, much. And so um, it's an attack on really blue states, in my opinion. I mean, we really don't we, at this point. We don't know how it's going to shake out. So we we speculated last time around. Uh, the reason that deduction exists, though, is because if you live in a state like say New York that has, I just want to point this out that that takes that does charge people that expense 
then it's le- they're actually less dependent on the federal government right. for funding. Well, there's a state-based those, solution. It's those states', are states rights. Those are states that are contributing states because they get less back in federal dollars than they contribute. Right. Now those the incentive to do that is going to uh, go out the window, mm-hmm. and uh, or at least be greatly diminished. Yeah, and that's. And to me, that's, I thought this whole thing about Republicans was about state, Republicans always believed in the rights of the states no. to be sovereign in, in a way and, and have their own policies and see what fits best for that's them. That's a bunch of bullshit. They, it's a, right. they, they believe in it in as much as it, as it conforms to the, the initiatives this that they want to accomplish. This is a total attack on, on yeah. the states' oh, ability to set their own priorities. Yeah. So it's really an unfortunate it's an unfortunate no. development. Meanwhile, yeah. it also takes away the individual mandate too. Yep. Yeah, they they threw that in there, and that managed to pass. That mean that's the part that ensures that enough people buy health insurance, mm-hmm. so that you have you have healthier people buying it too. Yeah. Um, there's a tax penalty in the Affordable Care Act if you don't buy health insurance. Yeah. That's going to go now, and it, and and that sounds really liberating. Except what it's going to do is create. Markets for health insurance of those that do buy it uh, uh, that are sicker and sicker. Yeah, and it's, it's a sicker, more, more sicker population, and it's so we're talking about a ten percent premium increase. Ten percent premium increase across the board. Millions, as a result of this. millions more uninsured. I think in the next uh, fourteen million. Yep, yep. So, so about half of a little more than half of what was already proposed under Obamacare appeal. So the progress we've achieved so in the last few years with yeah. uh, with more insured is now going to be negated because. Or at least sixty percent of it looks like it might. Be. Right, a lot so, of the progress, or, so. or up to sixty percent could be right. And again, this is all being hammered out. So, like last time around when, when we talked, it, we we thought that there was a chance that whatever the Senate passed, the House would just take up and pass pass that bill. Now Collins thinks she's going to get the Murray Alexander bill in exchange. Which I don't is know gonna how that's that going to. I don't know time time wise how that's going to work, but I mean. We'll that, see. We'll see again. We'll see what comes out of conference. That was one of her justifications. It sounds like that the assurances that she was given Paul Ryan and company are not fans of. So this takes us to what the Senate is going to look like by the time this comes out of the conference. So, so this bill they got to go to conference committees in the because you passed two different bills, yeah, slightly different but different. Right. So the process in Congress is that the House passed one version, the Senate passed another version. So. The House could pass the Senate version that goes directly to Trump, but because they don't want to do that, they, they had a vote this week to, to agree to go to conference. So then representatives from the House and Senate get together in a room. They hammer out a, a compromise bill containing elements of each of them. And, and then this it, is and common in bicameral legislative. Yeah, this is this is not this like, is not anything right. that's you know unusual. This right. is a normal this is normal legislative, despite how we got here. Right. That's that's just the normal process. So and apparently they are going to honor that. Yeah, so that's good. That's then, where it's going, and that means that the House and the Senate will each get another vote on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll each get to vote on, on the final on bill. the bill. Uh, right. Yeah, whatever they come up with. This is actually a good example of civics how a bill becomes law. At least the end process, <laughs> yes. the hearing process, uh, um, the process of where they had scribbles. And amendments, yeah, uh, written lovely. right like an hour before the bill. They had a 467-page bill um, unveiled an hour before they were asked to vote on it. Yeah, that's not normal process. No, however, well, the their math was way off. Normal they, process. You see, their math was way off, and that's even like 
even more expensive than they uh, than they anticipated. You know, too. Th- here's a question: how how did the parliamentarian wind up being able to rule on scratch outs and stuff uh, being you know workable under reconciliation, which is you only need fifty votes? There's strict rules on that. They said it was going to cost X, and it actually is going to end up costing Y. So, but bottom line is it already. Yeah, but passed, but who so. knows? I mean, they changed the language before, right before the yeah. bill. I mean, I'm just I'm surprised that the the parliamentarian didn't throw another it's flag. A, it's a bastardization of the, It's a bastardization of the process as it's supposed to. To function. the credit to the credit of the parliamentarian, they did throw a few flags in the place. Yes, um, in the days leading up to it, they did. And, and, at least made them stay up late a yeah. few nights. There's obviously a lot, a lot of other activity going on in the Congress well, outside of taxes that is going to have an impact ultimately on where what happens with this tax bill. So this week we've had some activity, we have political things going on. Yes, right. and so John Conyers, like electoral, yeah. John Conyers is, is, has has uh, retired. Who replaces him in the interim? Well, right now there's a vacancy. They're going to have to have uh, a special election. The governor of Michigan, who's a Republican, doesn't appoint. No, not in the not in the case of the House. Okay. It's just a vacancy. They it's have a, a they vacancy. have they have an election. Okay, and then that vacancy gets filled. In the meantime, it's just a vacancy. So uh, it will be down one Democratic vote in the House. Yep. Now as a result. Yep. And then in the Senate, it came out uh, today. So that we touched on a previous podcast about uh, the challenges that Al Franken has had. Which around. have gotten a lot worse. Yes. So funny. there was, uh, I believe today, the seventh and eighth woman came out today and accused him of inappropriate uh, mm. groping, touching around uh, photos, inappropriate kissing, that kind of stuff. And it's, 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 right. it's it, I, I saw that come out today and I saw, I'm like, he's done. Now, there was a fair amount of skepticism of this relative to say some of these other high profile incidents beforehand mm-hmm. because i mean we were discussing off pod yeah uh, like you know mostly the this is about you know believe the stories don't disbelieve but why yeah. would they have reason as john oliver said to to lie yeah now when it comes to partisan politics in advantage i can think of a lot of reasons why somebody might be put up to to lie just because I think that can be so many things way out of there. So the first person who accuses Franken way like three, it feels like like three years ago, three 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 weeks weeks ago, ago. is a is a right wing talk show host on Fox News. So the one on the USO tour. So I apologize, you know, for being skeptical, but that's Mm -hmm. my first reaction. Just given the polarized politics, was to be that. A lot of people who don't fit that same profile have come, now come out and said that he's done at least, you know, again, it isn't as boorish, I suppose, as even violent as, say, like a Weinstein or right. Louis C.K., but it is, you know, it's, it's unprofessional. It's, un- it's unprofessional. Uh, at the very least. It's at the very least. I mean, and inappropriate. One of yeah. them, one of the uh, women that came out today, uh, she was a former Democratic staffer, yeah. and this was uh, right after... Um, after Obama was elected, she was at an event and uh, Al Franken was there, and she was uh, she was excited because her, her her mother was a very big fan of his, so she decided to get a picture with him. And apparently, he yeah. put his hand around her waist and gave her a couple of squeezes, and and there you go, and uh, uh, just, underneath the waist, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and it's just, gross. I mean, yeah, yeah. and then this just, is this is obviously a pattern now. Right. And if we had, so we've got eight accusers. And that's obviously not 100% of the, of the occurrences, just given 
Right. You know, he statistics. never came out and said, look, I screwed up. You know, yeah, he waffled. He he he, he, he was he, he, right, he yeah. kind of pleaded ignorance. Yeah. To, to, yeah, and it's uh, it's uh, just uh, not it's it's not going to work. No. And then, so after yeah after what right. came out today, so he's so thirty senators uh, starting with all the, the the female senators in the Senate, Kirsten Gillibrand from uh, from New York all the way down to uh, Tammy Baldwin in our own state of Wisconsin. Down to now I was well I, I mean I look uh, up to Tammy Baldwin. <laughs> course but yes, um but yeah a number of them came out this morning and then uh, i really admire timmy bald oh absolutely and i mean but, and, uh, several several of their male colleagues came out so by right. afternoon it was pretty apparent that he so he's was done. done yeah All so right. it's not it's not official but tomorrow so we're recording this so wednesday that means, that uh, thursday we, go, we have we have 48 people who caucus as democratic senators uh, you know even though sanders and who's that guy for me angus king Democrats. We have 48 Dems. That means we're down to 47. Yep. And then, uh. And you got Bob Corker voting with us on the tax bill. Right. So, so, so the timing of this will be interesting because. Right. So Franken resigns. So you essentially really only have 48 strong no votes on the tax bill. Correct. So then, where does that lead us? What what happens to well, the Senate seat? So Mark said Conyers, it's not a gubernatorial no, appointment. No, so that one is just is a vacancy until they can schedule the election. Okay. In the case of Al Franken, Mark Dayton, who's the Democratic governor from Minnesota, he gets to appoint the replacement that will then fill the seat until 2018, at which time there will be an election to fill the remaining. The remaining two years, I believe so the, it is. So that seat of will not term. be vacant for more than a minute, basically. I would expect that the resignation would officially take place at, to line up with the time frame of the okay. of the replacement. If so, there's, I mean, that that's the smart way to play it. He's going to announce it tomorrow. Yeah, right. that he's like resigning. Right. But you know, whatever whatever takes effect okay. right away. I mean, right, we'll, we'll, have, we'll, we'll, are, we'll have to right. we'll have to see, but. Yeah, I would expect a pretty quick, uh, pretty quick. So meanwhile, on the other side, we've got, uh, some scandalous things with the Republican Roy Moore. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's the other thing that's going to happen. The judge is well known for a lot of far right opinions in Alabama. And that election is just under a but week now away. also known for, for his, uh, interest in dating teenagers, yeah. very young teenagers when he was in his thirties. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Republicans have decided, well, we don't really care about that stuff anymore. And they decided to fully get on board. So, which, that's the only no thing. No longer the party of family values. That's part of where, why, why I say things where I could actually see where there'd be a motivation to lie when it comes to partisan politics. Because one, there's a party that doesn't care. Right. They just want to. Well, they care, they but they, power. but their priorities are power above everything else. Do they care? I don't think they care. I think that they, you no, know, Donald not, Trump, I mean, said, said the most ridiculous offensive things and had all these accusers and then they elect him president. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, if you look at his poll numbers from before that tape, that Access Hollywood tape came out to election day, he was already way underwater long before that, mm-hmm. before anybody was accusing him of any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, that I, I mean, there were rumors about his ex-wife being right, raped or whatever, but he was down by about eight points, and even the polls that guessed it wrong had him maybe down three or four on election day. So he gained popularity 
you could almost say as a result of these accusations, Perhaps. people circled the wagons. They said, oh, boy, we better protect our guy. Yeah, yeah. And then I just looked at it, the generic ballot. It, like, almost perfectly coincides with this more In thing. Alabama. No, national oh. generic ballot mm-hmm. has gotten a lot closer uh, between Republicans and Democrats since about the middle of November, which is exactly when this Roy Moore stuff started coming out. Well, but it also it also coincides with... Uh, what was going on with Connors, what was going on with Franken, and... No, that stuff came out a little later, I think. I mean, I, I yeah. the way I think Republicans look at it is they see accusations against one of their own. No matter how credible they are, they see it as a politically motivated attack. They circle the wagon. Even if they don't see it as that, they alive. treat it as such. I, I even mean, if they don't, I, I, mean, I can only imagine they see it that way because yeah. men and women alike in their party get behind and say, "Hey, we got to get our, our right wingers in here." Um, well, that's obviously the approach in Alabama right uh, now. Like a conscience and and worry, like like actually get get concerned about it and and try to correct the problem. Well, for and, one, and, and so it's like there's two sets of rules going on here, and that's that's the part that bothers. There's me. two sets of rules. Democrats are holding their representatives to a higher standard. But it's not coincidental that which party has more female representatives in right. in, 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 right. in the House and the Senate. I right. mean, the more women that, that serve, well, there I mean, are that's going to have an impact we're on getting it. our comeuppance for rallying behind Bill Clinton 20 years ago. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe that seems like a stretch. What, what is happening in, uh, in the case of Connors and the case of Franken, I think it's the right thing for both of them to go away. I just, I, 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 I'm not saying it isn't. I, 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 I think, think in the context right of what's happening with Roy Moore, look at the, I mean, the contrast. You've got Franken, who, inappropriate groping. There's that, and then there's what happened, what's going on with Roy Moore. <laughs> He's got, I mean, I mean the guy was banned from the mall because he was preying on teenagers. Right. Well, like, basically, he's accused of, he is accused so, of molestation. So the Democrats are like, child molestation. The Democrats are like, see a Franken, and the Republicans are like, right. oh, let's just leave it up to the people of Alabama. Come on in, Roy Moore. If, that's pe- if the Alabama yeah. says well, then yes, then. Saying it's a liberal attack. Hey, just that's like fine. with, with the, the, the president last year. I mean, yeah. they, they like rally behind it now. Yeah. And so I think, uh, you know, as, as much as this upsets me, I do think you're, you're right that, that Franken and Conyers don't belong in Congress right now. Yeah. Uh, I certainly don't believe Roy Moore belongs in Congress. Um, no. And, um, obviously, I, I really didn't think he belonged there in the first place, but, but I really now feel more strongly about it. However, what's going to happen? Is he going to win? I don't know. Alabama? I mean, the polls have gone back and forth, and I, this is last... if, if he, if he lost, the Democrats would probably get another vote against the tax thing. Exactly. So and that would be at a 50-50 split. So if Doug, well, no, it would be, if, if Doug Jones wins, then the Senate goes 51-49, but yes, it would because be. Because if, if Corker holds. If Corker then, holds, it's a 50-50 split. And then you split, might have but, some talk, some talking to do with Collins. Yep. Uh, I don't know about They would Collins, have to. Flake. What's well, that guy, that guy, that, that last hurrah is, is Nate Silver, whatever, whoever calls it, the last hurrah caucus on 538. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's all those Republicans who can't stand Trump that are retiring. Exactly. Yeah. And are actually a little bit more moderate, mostly. Although, what's funny is that Flake used to be seen as a Tea Partier, but. Well, he's, but, I mean, he's conservative, but he's just not, he's not Right. He's, he, gave he, Doug, he gave to Doug Jones a hundred bucks. He called the country over party. He did. Well, um, he was with Trump at the White House. The media was there, and, and Trump came out on camera, like backing up Roy Moore as to, flanking to his left is Jeff Flake in frame in the picture, probably just being like, "Seriously, you're 
you're putting your full endorsement out there with me on camera with you. Yeah. So, so now you're gonna. So, so, so you really could have a pissed off Jeff Flake. Well, no. Yep. And his well, you can't Flake. afford to lose any of them. You yeah. can't afford to lose Murkowski, Flake. Flake Collins. was a friend of John McCain's, although now they seem to be buddies now. And and you may well, see from the, the same state. If Jones wins, then the, the House loses a lot of clout in terms of what they want to get out of the conference committee. It basically puts a lot okay. of power. That's, it puts a lot of power in Mitch McConnell's that's why we have hands. A resident se- Senate expert on this podcast. Well, Scott it's, Stearns worked so, with uh, Senator Feingold it, way back in the day. It's yes, and uh, if uh, yeah, if if Doug Jones wins on Tuesday, then McConnell has a heart to heart with Ryan and says, "Like, look, I can't afford to lose one vote, so we've got to come together on this, and you have to give me whatever I need to keep these people mm-hmm. in line." Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this is this whole op- this whole operation is for naught. So Jones, the polling, like I saw, was it was drifting back toward more. I wonder if I recent, think it was like if, three points. If if like the right, so it looks like more probably will win. You know, roughly between three, maybe four, five, six points. But I saw a six point lead. But it would I be would interesting. Say, I mean, in the context of what occurred this week with with Conner's resignation and and. Assuming Franken resigns, this nothing's official, but free, assuming right. Franken resigns tomorrow. So it gives the Democrats the high ground in terms of like, hey, look, we're holding our people to the standard. Republican voters care. I don't know that, I, I don't know that the, by and large, the, the, the GOP voters do, but I think people that may be on the fence, if we're talking about yeah. a race that's within a margin of error, there's, it could make, it could make that difference. And then there's turnout too. There's of course. That if, like, Non-white voters vote like they did in Virginia, mm-hmm. which was almost like Obama levels yeah. uh, in 08 and 2012. Yeah. And they just did in Virginia a couple weeks ago. If they come out and force and vote uh, at a higher rate or rate similar to 2008, it could be cl- much closer. Maybe Jones has a slight chance. Yeah. And that would be cool. So because it would get you to, in theory, a 50-50 split on the taxes. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps uh, shooting it down, but uh, maybe I'm wishing too much because you're right. Oh, we'll McConnell see. will go to the conference with Ryan. That said, um, that'll be really interesting. It does bring us to we don't have that much time left, but we'll um, you know I'll look ahead to the 2018 elections. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Franken is gonna uh, his seat comes up for another vote, and it will run concurrent with Amy Klobuchar uh, and Al Franken, or Al, Al Franken's replacement. Which, will be on the same ballot, which is the same year that, that Baldwin here and, and Scott Walker mm-hmm. are up. Yeah, uh, the mid-year election that you know, assuming it's a year that favors the Democrats, it's, uh, which probably will be still. Um, although the generic right. ballot's gotten a little closer, but right. it still it still favors the Democrats pretty clearly. Yeah. Um, you know, the one I'm interested in is the Blankenship. The guy, uh, Don, I think Blankenship, mm-hmm. uh, entered against uh, Joe Manchin, who should be the most vulnerable Democrat, uh, from West Virginia, uh, because it's so pro-Trump there. Yeah. But Blankenship is a hated man mm-hmm. in West Virginia because he was the guy who ran the mine where all those miners, uh, were killed in an accident. Right. Six, seven years ago. Yeah. Or eight years ago. He actually, I think, had to do jail time for breaking all the mine laws, safety, like and pushing them to keep mining even though they knew there were risks. Mm-hmm. So it'd be very interesting if to see if West Virginia's gone that far to the right, they would right. uh, vote just because they become such a right wing state that they would vote for a guy who's hate, reviled. He's very he's despised yeah. in West Virginia. Well, it becomes another dynamic, like. Uh 
I think the it's Republicans not, will probably run somebody else be, uh, and say, "Look, we well we if they want to make it if they want to make it more of a sure thing." What's interesting though is, I mean, Manch is popular, and he's actually been very supportive of of the Democratic stance on a number of these high profile right. issues. He's voted with Trump on like things like nominations, but he's voted against him on all the big yeah, nom- hot nominations and some of the other things. But when it came when it came to health care, when it came to the tax cut, he was there. More power to him. So, I mean, I I haven't heard a lot. Unlike of, that uh, governor who just decided to switch parties, he was just elected right. last year, and, and he decides. Just, look at the two letters yeah, and switch parties and join Trump. And like, oh, while he's introducing Trump, I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, trivia for you. So mm-hmm. who was the last Democrat to serve in the U.S. Senate in Alabama? Um, it's kind of a trick Howell question. Heflin? No, no, no. Rich. Oh, oh Shelby. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh, I remember, good for you. I remember it because... So Richard, Richard Shelby, because remi- you just reminded me of the, right. the party switching thing. So R- Richard Shelby was a Democrat in the in the U.S. Senate from yeah. Alabama. In, in Clinton's and then, first term. Yeah, right. and then yeah, 1994 was... was the Gingrich Revolution, and uh, the Republicans took uh, Congress and, and the Senate. And he switched. And he but, just decided, well, I, wanna, I like being in the majority, I'm going to switch. Well, he was voting, though, hard against well, uh, the it was, entire Democratic agenda. It was the Southern Democrats. I mean, he was really a, a throwback to, he was. Uh, uh, you know, the racist Democrats, well, basically. Was... The old solid South addiction. I mean, the Southern, he was a true Wallace Democrat kind of. Yeah. Uh, as well, say. it was just back then you had, you had the, the kind of legacy of people that were Democrat. But in name only. You know, Wallace Democrat, we call as like kind of a racist renegade Democrat. What's yeah. interesting is that Wallace, when in his very old age, as I recall, uh, openly embraced civil rights and, and, and totally changed near, near the end. Yeah, kind um, of a, yeah. Yeah, in fact, he became the governor of Alabama and he was like pro civil rights and like really progressive in mm-hmm. the early 80s, I believe. Um, I think we kind of covered, uh, we mentioned local and state politics, Walker and Baldwin. All quiet in Wisconsin right now. Yeah, I mean stuff. we're in, we're in the holiday season. I think there'll be a lot of more activity after Calder the new year. Noise. Looks like she's getting into the Democratic primary. I think she can make more noise than people. Oh, it rhymes with Royce than people might be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, she can build organization. On the other hand, she lost the primary to Pocan um, oh, a long for, time ago. Yeah, um, and it wasn't impressive. And she called. She tried to accuse Pocan of being in league with the Koch brothers. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, that doesn't, or like know. somebody supporting us did that. So that, that would be interesting. Uh, the question is, does this hurt us uh, that it's so quiet here? I would argue probably because the fact that there's not more activity right now. Yeah. Just that there's less controversy. No, there's, I just, there's a lot of national loot news right now and it kind of, it kind of drowns out need, the governor's race because it's not, it's not a right. high gear right now and there's, it's right. not like there's debates taking place right. and But I actually think that the lack of headlines is Walker's friend. Yeah, but I mean, we're almost, it might we're, be we're a little less than a year man. out though. I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, if it, as soon as he hangs out with Trump over or something, I mean, <laughs> what, what was funny is that Walker decided to grab headlines with that Foxconn thing. And yeah. It, and it actually took him from almost recovered in his poll numbers to actually going going back down, going underwater. Like, and all, I mean, it didn't seem to help. No, that's for sure. No, it did not. No. I, I mean, that, he's a I, very that, polarizing figure. Walker is. Yes, but I do think the more news generally we see on Walker, the worse it is for him at this point. At this point, so you're saying the more people, the more people see his uh, his mug on the on the ten o'clock news, yeah, the worse the, off he especially is. Especially seeing him with Trump. <laughs> 
Well, in yeah, a, that's in just... a state that's very close and has and it probably has a fair number of people who voted for Trump that wish they hadn't, or people that we pointed out before, people who just didn't vote who had previously voted for Obama. Because let's remember, Wisconsin didn't go that far right, no. and Trump actually got fewer votes than the last Republican ticket of Romney and Ryan. It's just yeah. the Democrats got. Lost two hundred and some thousand votes. Yeah. Trump lost a couple thousand. So it's, it's, the differential it's, is what twenty thousand. So. Yeah. And so that's what gives me a, a lot of hope, right? Is that Wisconsin yeah. didn't suddenly have a lot of people switch to red. It's just no. the blue people didn't vote, right? So yeah. uh, that might be voter ID, but that's a, that's, that, that's, that's something for next next week, maybe. Yeah. This is probably our penultimate podcast of the year. Yeah, I think uh, well, I think second last if you don't want to look it up on your <laughs> dictionary. I think uh, uh, yeah, I think we'll come back next week. We'll uh we'll have the results of the uh, Alabama election hopefully. I mean, hopefully it's not something that's going to require an extensive recount or something that close, but I mean, we'll no, we'll see. It'll be better we'll than see, we'll see. big win with the right. <laughs> this is true. So we'll we'll, we'll do a postmortem on that and kind of do uh yeah. we'll, I think we'll take a look back at uh we'll see how hard we need to drink that night and, yeah. and, and go from there. <laughs> all so, right, all right. Well, with that, uh, forward. Forward.